Thanks for listening to The Vine. We're a new church in Austin, Texas, with the simple goal of following Jesus together. And we hope this sermon helps you in doing that. Please be seated. The scripture reading for this Sunday is Luke 6, 12 through 16. One of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. When morning came, he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them, whom he also designated apostles. Simon, whom he named Peter, his brother Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called the Zealot, Judas, son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, good morning. Again, we are glad that you are here. If you are new and this is your first time, uh, my name is Ted. I'm one of the pastors here. And last Sunday, we went to Colorado to visit my parents and it was great being with them and what was something that was really cool and I don't know if you know that we have this is that our messages this is on on Facebook live and so right here Autumn Autumn can you wave Autumn it faithfully records this for us and so if you're ever traveling or you're just maybe it's a lazy day of Sunday you just don't make it here to church for whatever reason um, just want you to know that's available so it is a a joy for me, while even being gone, to be able to watch it with my mom and dad and, and to see you all here. Uh, today we're going to be starting a brand new series called Bless. And I like that word bless because it has so many just good connotations. It's that, that whole idea of giving freely. Bless is, is another word for grace where you give without expecting anything in return. You see, God's strategy uh, for reaching and restoring the world has always been a strategy of blessing. Even in the first book, we see that in Genesis, God chooses a man named Abraham and his family and his offspring and and a nation that would come after him. And God says these words in Genesis chapter 12, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. So God blessed Abraham so that, with a specific intention, that Abraham would bless others. Again, that's always been God's mode of operation. Abraham was a messenger to share God's goodness with the world. And it's a very simple principle, and it's a calling on all of us who are followers of Jesus. God wants to bless you and me so that we will in turn bless others. And that's what we're going to be talking about through the course of this series. Each week, we're going to take a different aspect of this bless and kind of look at our spheres of influence. We all have a sphere of influence, and we're going to be talking about and looking at good ways to share the good news. And before I go any further, I want to give credit uh, where credit's due. 
This series came from our denomination. They put this together and they developed it so churches would have a way to help their people grow deeper in their faith and to have a natural way to share the good news about what God has done in your life. You know, not a forced way. Sometimes we feel like if I share my faith, am I forcing it on some way? And, and not a, a, a bait and switch either, but rather a natural way to share our faith. So they developed these five missional practices and they use the acronym BLESS. And so B is to begin with prayer. The second one, L, is listen with care. And we have eat together. And the next S will be serve with love. And the last one is to share your story. So today we're going to look at the first one, and that is to begin with prayer. So let's do that. Let's start with prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we do thank you. You are a good Father, Lord. You have showered so many blessings on each of our lives. Most importantly, you have blessed us with your Son, Jesus Christ. And Father, may we not look at the blessings in our lives as just something to just grip tightly and hold on to, but rather have open hands because you have blessed us to bless others and to show others who Jesus is. So Lord, just open our eyes and our hearts today as we, we look into your word and as we learn how we can be a blessing. In Christ's name, amen. So some of you might be sitting there thinking, okay, we'll begin with prayer. That, that seems just kind of basic. Um, Garth Bolander, who's our superintendent of the Mid-South Conference in our denomination, and the Mid-South Conference is made up of five different states, and he has told Mark and I this. He said, he said it is more important to talk to God about people than talking to people about God. It is more important to talk to God about people than to talk to people about God. And what that does when you think about that, it takes the pressure off us. Recognizing that the only thing that is going to change this world, change our community, change our, our families, our schools, our workplaces. The only thing is going to change is because God does it. You know, we live in a world that reinforces the view that what makes the world work is when it's just the human will, right? You roll up your sleeves and you just got to work harder and, and human power and, and ingenuity. The more things that we can come up, that will, that will make the difference. But again, real change comes when God moves and you and I join him in his mission. And we do that, again, the starting point for that is to begin with prayer. If I'm honest to you, with you, uh, even as one of your pastors, prayer has not always been an activity that I've been particularly drawn to or excited about. So that's always a good thing, right? Mark's the prayer over here. No? We're still, we're working on it. We're working on it. But I say that because I'm like, I'm a mover and a doer and I think that, you know, um, prayer sometimes to me feels like a non-productive activity. It's like I could be doing a lot more things but instead of praying. But I believe our attitude toward prayer 
can really change when we come to see that it's much more than uh, an, uh, some performing some duty or an activity or having to say all the right words, but that prayer is building an intimate relationship with God. It's about that union with the God who lives with inside, inside us. So the true meaning and practice of prayer really comes down to just being with God. And it hit me this, um, on my second half, I was in Colorado for a little bit, and then we went to Ohio and got to be with Tara's family. Small town in Kidron, Ohio. It's a town of about 1,000 people, two main streets, a lot of Amish, so there's buggies and horses going by, and it's just a wonderful place. Our family enjoyed it. Um, and one of the things I did enjoy is one night, Tara and I just took a walk. And so if you ever walk down a sleepy, small town, it's just so quiet. There's not all the lights and all the busyness that we have here in Austin. And we just took that walk, just talking with each other, enjoying each other's company, holding hands and sometimes not saying anything, but just being with each other. God, through prayer, wants us to come to him and to just be with him. You know, as we talk about how God's strategy has always been through blessing, um, we also, there's times in Scripture that we can see where God looked for people to bless others and he couldn't find them. I mean, surprisingly, and it's also disappointing, isn't it, that there are those times. Like in the Old Testament, there was a time when Israel was just so full of injustice that no one was looking to bless other people. They were all about themselves. And we even hear these words in Ezekiel chapter 22, where it says, And God said... I looked for someone to stand up for me against all this injustice, to repair the defenses of the city, to take a stand for me, to stand in the gap, to protect this land so that I wouldn't have to destroy it. I couldn't find anyone, not one. God was looking for someone that would reverse the flow of selfishness, Someone who would be more interested in blessing others than accumulating blessings for themselves. And in these statements, God's saying, I looked and I couldn't find anyone. And as I've reflected on this passage, I've thought to myself, I never want to be that person. Where I am so absorbed into pleasing myself that I become deaf to God. But if you and I, if I, and also if I'm completely honest with me, with you, it's so easy for me to fall into that selfish, just that mode. I get busy on doing what do I have to get done on my list, at, whether it's at work or at home, or what are my desires? Where do I want to go eat? What do I want to go do today? And it, my world all of a sudden becomes very small and becomes about me. And it's not what God's called me to do. God's called me to bless other people. So I hope that uh, through this series, as we look at this, that, that we can recapture that calling that is on each one of our lives to be a blessing to, to individuals in our lives, to our families, to those who are around us. And I think to do so, we have to almost reorient um, our thinking of what it means to serve God. 
Because in the scripture, it tells us that we are his ambassadors. And we are sent to reveal Jesus, the good news, to our families, to our friends, those at school, those we work with. After Jesus was raised from the dead, he met up with his disciples and he said this in John chapter 20, verses 21 through 23. Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. So Jesus bestowed the power to offer God's forgiveness. What a powerful blessing to be given and to share with other people. And the disciples, they could choose to to keep it to themselves or to share it with others. It was up to them. But this is the calling that Jesus put upon them. We too are given that same choice. We're given the choice to be a blessing to others. And so then, if that's our calling, then it comes down to who are we called to bless? Who might that be and how do we find that out? Well, Jesus gives us a great example and it was um, the scripture uh, that Amy read for us earlier. And so let me read these words to us again from Luke chapter 6. It says, one day Jesus went up to the mountain to pray and he prayed all night to God. In the morning, he called his followers to him. He chose 12 of them and called them. There were Simon, whom also named Peter, and his brother Andrew. There were James and John, Philip and Bartholomew, Matthew and Thomas. There, was, there were James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Canaanite. There were Judas, who was the brother of James, and Judas Iscariot, who handed Jesus over to be killed. So when Jesus was looking for people who he was going to begin his ministry with, in a sense, hand off his ministry to and to pour his life into, he didn't think, okay, who are the best and the brightest disciples, right? Who did the best on their ACT score? Who has the highest batting average or whatever average they measured things by back then? No, he didn't do that. We're told that before he chose the disciples, that... (laughs) Dropping the mic, huh? Do I just get off and leave now? Well, that's kind of funny. I better pick that up for there. Um, there we go. So, you know, he began with prayer, and it says he prayed all night. And I don't know what he was thinking, you know, exactly as he was praying, but he's probably looking at these disciples, and God makes it clear to him that it's Peter. And he's like, God, are you sure about Peter? It's kind of a hothead. I want to think that one over. And then, then Matthew is made known to him. But no, Matthew as well. Jesus is probably thinking, you know, Matthew's not really well liked. Taking, you know, getting taxes from the Jews for the Romans. He's kind of hated. Maybe that's not a great place to start. And then he gets the rest of them. He's thinking, all these fishermen, these are just uneducated people that smell. Are you sure this is who you're calling? Jesus began with prayer. And we too need to ask God who it is that he wants us to bless. Asking God who is that person, who are those people that we need to focus our attention on. 
And when names start coming to you, you might start to think, oh, not them, God. You know, they, don't re- they aren't really in- interested in you. Um, don't be so sure about that. There's times where people come up to church and say, Ted, I can't believe who's at church today. I never dreamed they would be here. And I want to just say to them back, you know, they're probably thinking the same thing about you. <laughs> can't believe that person is here. You know, just getting so surprised. You just never know who God might call. And we need to be open to that. And we need to not be prejudging anyone. So you might say, okay, they come, then what do I need to say? Again, we'll get to that. Don't worry about that right now. What we want to begin with and to focus on is to begin with prayer and just be open to whoever God brings your way. Now in the bulletin with you, if you guys want to pull this out for you, it would be great. Um, Inside this is a, a part where we can make a prayer list of who we're going to be praying for. And, um, and there's a little tool here. You see this little figure praying on his knees? And this is called the Frank tool, or Frank tool, however you want to say it. We'll go with Frank. Um, just again, who are those circles of influence? Your friends, your relatives, your acquaintances, your neighbors, your coworkers. Again, each one of us has our own sphere of influence, of people that we have relationships with. That if I went and and started talking to maybe someone in your influence, they'd go like, who are you? But because you are in that sphere of influence and however you might know them or related to them, in a sense, you've earned the right to be heard. And so so that's kind of the list that we're looking at. And we want you to encourage you to, uh, to write three or five names down. And inside here, you'll see there's two bookmarks. Um, And so one of them is for you if you want to write down those names. If you have them right now, you're like, hey, Ted, we got to begin with prayer. I'm not sure who that is. Um, Someone might have come to you already or might come to you in the service. Um, So, again, encourage you to write them down on one of them. On the other bookmark, we also encourage you to write those same names down. And uh, when we come up to receive communion, when you come forward, if you just want to lay them right here on the stage, Uh, in a corner here, and in a sense, as you're offering to God, God, I'm offering these names to be prayed for, um, and that we could pray over those, that would be wonderful. So we we invite you uh, to do that. And now after you have your list of who you're going to pray for, then the question is, what do I pray uh, to bless these folks? Um, I want to give you three simple prayers to begin with. And the first one prayer is this. And that is reflecting yourself, God, change me to to take time to look at your own heart and what needs to be changed. In what ways is my life really all about me? Because when we're consumed with ourselves, we can't bless other people. We're all caught up in who we are. So a simple prayer that you can pray is God, change me. Second simple prayer is God, show me. God, as I walk through my day, will you show me where you're already at work? Will you show me who you're calling me to bless? God, will you show me so that I can see what you see, that I can hear what you want me to hear and and feel what you want me to feel, that I can be in tune with your spirit? And the third prayer is a simple one, and that is God, use me. God, I yield myself to you today. To be used by you. 
To close, um, I want to invite Shannon Briggs to come forward. And Shannon is going to share a little with us. And as she does, you don't have to do this right now, but I'm bringing my phone out. So just to encourage you, I'm going to do this. I'm going to set a reminder for 8 o'clock for me to be praying for the people um, that I have on my list. So maybe that's something that you want to do just to um, have that extra little reminder. So thank you, Shannon. I'm not going to do it, but I'm really tempted to just drop the mic. <laughs> you can. Just seem, I can't afford to replace it. Um, <laughs> when, uh, when Ted first asked me to talk um, this morning about prayer, I immediately suspected that some little bird had spoken to him about my involvement with a prayer ministry. Um, the truth is, besides being afraid to talk right now in front of you guys, that um, prayer is one of the places in my life that caused me the greatest fear. I mean, almost paralyzing fear. But today, it is a place in my life where I find the most confidence. I know that sounds silly to some of you that are amazing prayers, um, but it was a real fear for me. And um, I had never prayed out loud, even into my adult life, even in front of my family. Um, but I was surrounded in the church by people that prayed really well, like rafters coming off the ceilings well, using big church language, um, flowy scriptures, never stuttered or paused, um, lots of confidence in their prayers, and um, I could never compare to them, and I was afraid to even try. Um, I didn't know how to pray, and I didn't know what to pray for all the time. So often when crisis would come up, and it does, I would call my friends that I knew, knew how to pray, and I would ask them to pray for whatever was going on, but I never always actually prayed myself. So sometime later in God's great humor, he called me into an international prayer ministry <laughs> called Moms in Prayer. And I did agree after fighting, kicking, screaming, and arguing with him quite a bit, um, I went and I um, joined that ministry, but I still was terrified um, to pray out loud, which is the entire premise of that ministry. So after a few short meetings and with a sweet friend that walked close beside me and held my hand, um, I found courage to pray, but where I found that courage was in scripture. Um, that was the whole of our prayer time together was personalizing scripture and praying it over um, in this particular situation over our children. Um, that was great for me. I didn't have to think of flowery, really professional Christian words to pray. I didn't have to come up with the right thing to say. I could just pray God's words right back to him on behalf of this person. And it took so much of the burden and the stress off of me to come up with the right thing. Um, how could I go wrong if I'm just praying God's words right back to him? So when talking with Ted about this, as we go through and pick those names of the people that we wanna pray for, if it feels right to you, um, this isn't the only way to pray, um, maybe choose a verse that uh, speaks to you about that person. I think we have a slide with some, like a few examples of how to personalize um, a prayer. Um, for that person. 
And then in our Moms in Prayer ministry, we, we called it bathing. You may not want to bathe your family and friends, but um, just like soaking somebody in that scripture, and you're just praying that verse over them. And you don't need to know all the details of everything going on because the Lord knows that, and it's not, that's not our job. But as we pray those verses, um, I believe he acts where he needs to. Um, often I know a lot of you guys, I'm not one of these people, but feels like you need to be doing something to make a difference. Um, we hear people in crisis, if you, if you don't have something to do, you don't know what to do, just say, well, there's nothing I can do, I guess I'll pray, or nothing I can do but pray, as if prayer, we've given up, or um, if prayer is the last resort and the only thing we have left to do. And one of the most important things I've learned in the Moms in Prayer ministry is that um, prayer is not our last resort, but it should be our first line of action. Um, it's in that time of soaking and bathing that person in, in scripture that I am drawn closer to the Lord. And when I can hear him better to how maybe I do need to act or how, what in what ways I can bless that person. Again, that's just where I find my ability or confidence in prayer, but um, I still get nervous when I pray out loud in front of people, even people I'm very close to. Um, I still worry about what other people are going to think about me if I don't say the right words or if I pause or I stammer. Um, but where I do find my confidence is that it's God's power in that prayer, not mine, and that I know when I'm praying, even if it's not perfect, that he hears me. Thank you so much for sharing that. And those uh, examples of scripture that she, Shannon uses to pray over folks, outside as you leave in the foyer today, there's um, a, ble a blessed table. You'll see to sign up for blessed groups. And so I made some half sheets of paper. If you would like even those three that were shown up there uh, to take, take one with you so that you can have that. Um, so thank you so much. Uh, just for sharing your heart and how God has grown you in that. Um, something that we can all grow in, and it's one of those things, too, as you're sharing. It's, we grow in prayer just, again, being with God and by praying. Um, again, God's strategy for rescuing and reaching this world is one of blessing. Um, and that's where real change comes from. It comes from when God is at work and we join him in prayer and we join him in what he is doing. Um, our prayer for you is that, and our hope is that this sermon, that this is much more than just a, your normal sermon series. Um, that you will seek to, to take this um, blessing others, sharing good news with others. That this will become just part of your lifestyle, become part of all of our lifestyle. Part of the DNA of the vine. That when people talk about the vine, they're talking about a church that seeks to bless other people. When they mention your name, something that's associated with that is someone who seeks to bless others. So we want to invite you to visit our website. And on that website, there are um, more tools and um, some things that are de dedicated just to this blessed series and resources for you. So take time to check that out. And also at the end on our sitting announcements, we're going to talk about, we're going to try a new thing of um, texting. So where you can receive a daily text, just an encouragement or reminder as we go through the series. You might want to try it out. You can always opt out um, at any time. But again, friends, 
Uh, Again, let's be a church that blesses this wonderful city that we live in.